don't adjust that dial. You are listening to the right podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome back. I am your host, Phil Walsh, and you are listening to Phil at the Movies, episode number 16 of this ongoing podcast series dedicated to movies. The good, the bad, everything between. I talk about it all on this show, or as I love to say, for the love of movies. And today, especially, is uh, more in the line of my love for horror movies, particularly the slashers. And when I think of a slasher movie, really when I think of any horror movie, one film comes instantly to mind, and that is Halloween. And of course, this year, October 14th, Halloween Ends is coming. The third and final installment, at least for now, (laughs) of the Halloween franchise. This Third movie will end the trilogy started by David Gordon Green and company that began with Halloween 2018, which picked up the threads from the 1978 classic and carried the story forward 40 years, ignoring all of the sequels and remakes that came along the way. I, for one, am stoked (laughs) to see this movie. As I indicated, I am a giant fan of the Halloween franchise and anything Michael Myers, Haddonfield, Laurie Strode, Dr. Loomis, you name it, I am I I'm psyched for this movie. I'm actually looking at a poster here on my wall of the original film. This was actually a commission work done. Uh pretty proud of it. You can't see it obviously, but uh actually if you go on my Instagram page you will find uh the poster. And uh I have to say it is it is pretty rad. Um but That is not the Halloween movie that I want to talk about today. In fact, today I want to announce that this is the beginning of a 12-part series that will continue every Friday from now until October 14th, culminating with the release of Halloween Ends on the 14th of October. So each week I am going to spend either the entire show or part of the show, depending if there's a, a movie that I want to plug Uh, that's coming out, for example, Don't Worry Darling or Blondie, um, just to to name a few off the top of my head. Uh, So the way it'll work, I will either do an entire episode like today that'll be focused on reviewing a movie in the Halloween franchise, or I will do a a review of the movie as well as a review of a a recently released film, so kind of a 50-50. But uh, I figured... In light of the upcoming movie, and rather than doing one episode where I try to cram all of my thoughts and feelings on all the Halloween movies, I thought, you know what, let's do something kind of fun, let's do something kind of different, and why not make it a a 12-part series? We've got now 12 weeks from now until the 14th of October. It's perfect to do a, a movie each week, and so there are 12 movies in the franchise up to this point, with 13 on the way. Now it is a a perfect opportunity to capitalize, if you will, on the uh, on the Halloween craze. And I'm a big fall, autumn guy. I love the Halloween season anyway. And Halloween in general, the movie, is by far, I think it's the greatest horror slasher movie ever made. And I easily put it in, in my top 10 uh, of favorite movies of all time. I, I just, I love John Carpenter's original. I think it is so simplistic in the sense that there's very little blood. There's practically no gore. Actually, I, can't, I don't think there's any real gross-out gross out scenes uh, to speak of. It is all about what they call the theater of 
the mind, the suspense, the thrills. It's all there, and, and it's just that foreboding sense of dread coupled with terrific performances and John Carpenter's killer score. Uh, but I will be getting uh, I will be getting into the into the 1978 classic at a later date. I thought today would be a perfect opportunity to start with uh, a an entry in the series that is certainly uh, divisive to say the least. And uh, it, again, it has its supporters, it has its uh, its detractors as well. And the movie, of course, that I'm talking about is. Halloween, or Halloween 2007, the remake by Rob Zombie. And so, as I said, this movie gets a lot of people (laughs) excited in in, in one way or another. Like I said, there there are passionate supporters, there are are fervent detractors. Uh, It it is definitely a polarizing movie, to say the least. And I'm not going to, you know, say kind of, you know, one way or the other, because I, I do think that there's there's a middle ground to be found with the movie. I you know for the record I don't think it is some uh misunderstood masterpiece, but I also don't think it is the worst uh entry in the Halloween uh franchise. Uh that 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 arguably comes later on, but more on that uh at another point. Um for all for all it's worth, Halloween or Halloween 2007, as I will call it, uh, just to kind of you know avoid any any confusion, since there are now three movies in the in, in the in the series with with the title Halloween. Halloween 2007 came at a at an interesting time, where it was again it was sort of before the era of the requel, if you will, uh, started with with Halloween. 2018, or or even you know most recently popularized by 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 the latest Scream. Uh, this is this is an era where remakes were almost uh, you know kind of the the go-to, especially with with horror uh, movies. There had been Psycho, there had been Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It only made sense that Halloween would would be kind of next on the chopping block, so to speak, uh, for a a remake. And again, this is before. Reboots were, were were commonplace. I mean, think back. It's 2007. Batman Begins came out in 2005. So that was you know the first real attempt to, to renew or restart a franchise after a storyline had run its course. And certainly, Halloween uh, by by this point had run its course. Its most recent movie before 2007 was 2002's Halloween Resurrection, which uh, is a uh, just a just a just a bad movie in many ways. I mean, it's a it's a it's a unique attempt to tell a different kind of story that gets away from the usual Michael Myers, Laurie Strode family dynamic. But it's 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 largely a miss in in my eyes. But again, we'll get to that at another date. So you know, at this point, Halloween had kind of run its course. Uh, the series had 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 all but flatlined back in the 90s with with Halloween 6 the curse of Michael Myers and I mean that movie is a whole a whole podcast series in and of itself just the production dramas and the producers cut and theatrical cut and all the just the chaos that was going on behind the scenes given it was the first real big studio movie um for for the franchise but 
that movie, Halloween Six, was a bomb. It didn't. It made no money, and basically, Halloween was was kind of you know, d almost DOA. Um, I'm really pulling on the the horror uh, uh, metaphors tonight, but uh, you know, trying to paint a picture here. So Halloween is all but all but left for dead post Halloween Halloween Six, and then Jamie Lee Curtis uh, comes in uh, like like a white knight. And and saves the franchise, Resur you know, in many ways resurrects it or, or attempts to uh, stops it from dying. I guess is the way to say it um, uh, from an all but certain direct to video market. Which it, it, you know, knowing the history of it, that was where the series was heading. Donald Pleasance had unfortunately passed away prior to the l release of Halloween Six. As I said, Halloween Six was a was not well received. It, it did not make much money. And it was sort of this big question mark, hey, what to do with it? Well, just do direct a video. I mean, thank God that didn't happen because I don't think we would be talking about Halloween to the extent that we're talking about it today. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis came in. She pulled the series back from from the, the direct a video bin at Walmart and made the you know her triumphant return to the franchise since 1981. Halloween 7 or Halloween H2O comes out. And that was the first kind of, in many ways, you might call it a, a, a retcon or, or a soft reboot. Uh, before that was even a, uh, even a term, uh, uh, part of the cinematic lexicon. That movie said, okay, we're going to pretend that 4, 5, and 6 don't exist, and we're going to pick up the thread lines from Halloween Two. So we're only existing in a world where we have Halloween 1978 and Halloween 2. And for all intents and purposes, Halloween H2O, Halloween 20 years later, if you will, <clears throat> was a financial success. It made 75 million bucks at the box office. It reinvigorated the franchise. In many ways, it kind of was riding on, on the success uh, of Scream and Scream 2, uh, which again kind of restored, revitalized, renewed interest in the slasher genre itself. So, you know, Halloween came, Halloween H2O came along at the perfect time, brought the series back. Michael Myers is back. Jamie Lee Curtis is back. Uh, but, but you know, the behind the scenes, of course, was that they wanted to end the storyline, which is why, spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen it, Halloween H2O ends with, with a, a chopping <laughs> finale. Michael gets his head uh, cleaved off. Um, but of course, Michael Myers doesn't die both in the movies and in, and in reality. So, uh, the series continued on. That's why you get Halloween Resurrection. Now I will do a, a full review of that movie at a later point along with the other ones. But again, just trying to set the stage here where things were going. So Halloween Resurrection comes out. It doesn't make as much money as, as H2O. It's only like 37 million bucks. It doesn't do well. Fans are fans are pissed off. Uh, general audiences uh, don't care, and Michael Myers is all but certain left for dead. The movie the movie did not resurrect the shape. So, two thousand two. That's it. Like Michael Myers is once again uh, flatlined, and just just sort of you know uh, searching back through through the history because there is a lot of interesting ideas that were explored during this time, a lot of uh, which never never came to pass, but some of which were uh, ideas for a prequel movie or, or attempts to pick up the thread lines from the previous uh, two movies, but nothing nothing really went anywhere. And so 
ultimately when uh, a story has has run its course you pretty much have two options you can either just end it and and leave it alone or you can start over and that was the option they chose the latter and that is how you get halloween 2007 uh we're you know it's the same right we're 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 pretending you know, we're, we're done with the with the storyline of, of the previous movies and we're now going to start with its own kind of you know put, put the remake spin on it you know kind of make it a little a little darker a little edgier a little more a little more modern day kind of you know bring modern audiences or or new uh new new viewers to the to the franchise and of course still make it appealing to those fans of the series but but again trying to to broaden the Halloween tent, and that, of course, you know, you know, gets you to Halloween 2007, uh, Rob Zombie's version. And you know, I have to say, I, I can remember when this movie was announced because I mean, I was always a fan of of the series. I mean, I I grew up uh, watching the AMC Fear Fest. I think it was called Monster Fest at one point. Um, all during the Halloween season, seeing all the movies. And, I mean, the first time, of course, just being scared completely out of my mind, you know. But ultimately, just I, I, I grew to love these movies and just just enjoyed, you know, I mean, because I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, these are not necessarily, you know, sterling points of of cinema, uh, though I would argue the first one. But, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they're slasher flicks. They're, they're horror movies. Um, but, you know, they're, they're great to watch around Halloween time. And... You know, especially the the older ones with Donald Pleasance. Uh, you know, they have such a, a a special place in my heart because he just he just put his heart and soul into it as as Doctor Loomis and really made those movies, uh, particularly four, five, and six, you know, just just work because he believed in the character, he believed in the world. But um, again, we'll get into that in another another point. So you have Halloween two thousand seven, which was you know a collective a way of saying we're we're starting we're starting over we're we're remaking the movie we're we're going to go in this direction because we have we have nothing left to say uh with regards to the original storyline and so i remember when this was announced uh this must be probably was like 2006 or so and i i was excited because again it was halloween it was you know it was back uh, on on the big screen you know michael myers was going to get an update it was going to be new. It was going to be interesting. It was going to be exciting. You know, I I had not yet seen a Halloween movie on the big screen at, at that point, um, and so I, I was I was I was excited. I was ready to see Michael Myers make his triumphant return to the big screen. And again, like you know, at the time, remake not a remake. Like it, it really didn't matter. Like it was just I was excited to to to, to know that. Halloween was coming back, and it was going to be bigger and badder than ever, kind of a thing, uh, you know, badder in a good way. <laughs> um, but um, you know, now you might be like, "Oh God, a remake!" But like, you know, back then I was like, "Hey, this is this is cool," and you know, let's see what happens. And I remember the first trailer uh, was released, and it was ominous, and it was edgy, and it was it it just hit all the right buttons. You know, there's uh, Malcolm McDowell as Loomis, and you know, it just it was. It was exciting. It was it was it was looking to 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 be Halloween, but also have its own kind of take and 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 twist on on the story. Uh, again, kind of you know, Halloween was was really this you know by this point is is such this massive uh, part of pop culture, and, and Michael Myers is you know in the same 
classes as Freddy, as 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 Jason, and all the other all the other monsters uh, and slashers. That you know, it it just made sense for there to be for there to be a remake. And I mean, again, it was not a well received movie. I mean, I, looking at it right now, it's got a twenty eight percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which I mean, again, is not a you know a, you know always a, a a barometer of of a movie's success or failure. But I mean, it was you know. I guess the best way to say it was mixed. The movie was was very mixed upon its release, and and as I indicated at the start, the, you know there were people that that absolutely positively loved this movie. There were people that absolutely positively hate this movie. You know, again, it's it elicits strong responses uh, from people, and again, I think part of it is because even though it is Halloween, it's its own thing, and it. And it takes its own liberties in a way with the story and and that you know again can cause people to say wow this is great or say oh no this is terrible i mean i'll give you an example of you know a friend of mine who is not a big horror buff uh or or, or fan of slasher movies uh you know said to me a while back you know no i i really liked the 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 remake more so than the original it was scarier it was edgier it was you know it, it it felt it felt real it was right in your face and so you know that right there is just you know, kind of like an offhand example but it does show you that you know different things work for different people um you know such as life i suppose but um you know from this observer from this fan of the halloween franchise um I have to say, I I appreciate the movie from the standpoint it was its own thing, um, and, and it, it is very much a it is very much Rob Zombie's vision. You know, it is a it is a an interesting take on the legend, and in many ways, it's it's imagining or or reimagining what kind of a world or or, or what kind of a situation creates a Michael Myers. And, you know, again, you have to, you know, tip your hat for, for that. Um, but, you know, to me, I almost think like that kind of goes against the idea of the character. Michael is supposed to be an enigma. Michael is supposed to be this, this shape. You know, he's, he's the boogeyman for all intents and purposes. And when you start to peel back the onion, so to speak, you, you lose a lot of that mystery and and suspense that makes the character frightening. It's he's an enigma. That's why he's in the mask in many ways. Is it's you're projecting your own fears on on this on this character on this monster, if you will. And so you know that that I can I I can you know comfortably say is is probably more of a of a of a of a miss and and, and not necessarily because. Um, you know, it, it, you know, Michael shouldn't be explained. I, I think you can explain, you know, if you want to take that approach, I, I personally, you know, think Michael is better left, you know, with more questions than answers. But if you're going to, you know, say commit to the idea of trying to explain where this guy comes from, then I, I think it's kind of a half step with this movie. There is the setup. There is this idea of, okay, bad home life, broken family, abusive uh you know mother's boyfriend you know sisters you know checked out like you know th- the world is is created in this movie for a michael myers to to you know quote unquote exist uh it it, it makes you know sense logically in this world how someone i guess could be you know you know be screwed up enough and then become uh this you know 
this monster down the road. It, 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 the, 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 the threads are there. Where I think it, it loses itself, and this, I'll get, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, uh, is, is in the end. In what I think could have been an interesting examination of sort of, you know, the nature versus nurture argument, which is, is sort of set up, you know, at the beginning and, and Loomis kind of, you know, hints at it throughout the piece. The third act, the, the, the finale is, is where it all falls apart. And, and it kind of just all but essentially just retreads Halloween and modern day slasher uh, horror movies with just, you know, nothing but blood, guts, suspense, a little bit of action, and then ending on kind of a, a shocking conclusion. Uh, to me, and, and you know, for those of you who haven't seen it, um, I, you know, and, and you are curious, there is an alternate ending to the movie. And, you know, I'll just, you know, again, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but I imagine if, you, if you're listening, you know, if you're, if you're listening this far, you probably have seen the movie and, and, and the different versions. But any event, there is a deleted scene. And I remember... That, you know, that was kind of the big thing that was hyped when the DVD came out. I was like, oh, delete, you know, alternate ending. Because yeah, I'm, I'm always a fan of that. You know, anything, you know, director's cut, extended cut, you name it, I'm, I'm going to go out and buy it. But in uh, any event, there, you know, there was this deleted ending. And essentially, you know, the movie, you know, reaches its its climax. Loomis shows up, shoots Michael, just like in the original, rescues Laurie, takes her to the, out to the police car that he's uh, commandeered, and... You know, you have the famous, you know, was that the boogeyman line and uh, this, that, and the other. And then, of course, Michael shows up, grabs Lori, and proceeds to drag her back into the house. Well, you know, the theatrical and, and, and director's cut of the movie, it's basically, you know, Loomis tries to get Michael to stop. Michael attacks Loomis, and then he chases after Lori, who then has to defend herself. And, you know, they end up falling out of the house together, and she shoots him, but it's ambiguous, and it just ends with her screaming and covered in blood you know, end of film. And again, that's, you know, it's, it's a fine ending, but it's, to me, it felt kind of run the mill. It's like, all right, this is, you know, basically just like a modern day, you know, kind of, you know, shock and awe, if you will, ending. And the alternate one or the original ending, I felt was much more poignant and it was much more tragic. Now, you know, I'm not, you know, not trying to say, oh, Michael Myers, you know, you know, be portrayed as a tragic figure. No, but in the context of this world, of this story that was being told, the ending that was originally there, I think, served the story better than the ending that we we ultimately got. And so everything plays out the same. You know, Loomis shows up, shoots Michael. Laurie and, and Loomis go back to the police car. Michael shows up, grabs Laurie, and tries to take her back into the house. And then there's this intense standoff. This is the alternate ending. And or the original ending, and Loomis is trying to reason with Michael, get him to please let Lori go, please don't hurt her. And then the cops show up. You've got Brackett, all the Haddonfield police show up, guns blazing, everyone's you know ready to take down Michael. But Loomis is you know, pleading with them, let me handle this. I can can get him to to let her go. We you know don't don't open fire. And so it's this real just dramatic ending where Loomis is taking responsibility for for failing Michael, for failing to help him and and he and Lori uh, had this tender moment where she's you know again she doesn't know he's is her brother uh but she's you know, pleading please let me go please don't hurt me and it's an inner cut with like flashbacks of of Michael thinking about 
himself as a child and young Lori, and, and then ultimately he lets her go. And she goes to Loomis. Michael says, you know, you did the right thing. And then they walk away. And so the next shot is, you know, Loomis and Lori walking away. And then Michael starts to walk towards them. Now, mind you, he's dropped his knife uh, in the process, but he's starting to walk towards them. And it's left ambiguous. Okay, is, is he, you know, trying to go after them, you know, to, to, to kill them? Or is he trying to, to go with them? And then we never get a real answer because the police then open fire. They take Michael down into this barrage of bullets. And then it ends with Michael presumably dead on the ground, Loomis looking over in just shock and, and, and disgust, and the movie uh, reaches its its conclusion. A much more somber and, and, frankly, tragic note that kind of, I feel, would have tied better together this idea of a, of a real tragedy, if you will. I mean, I think, you know, the, like I said, there's, there's, there's a lot that's explored, particularly in the beginning, as well as in the, in the portion of the movie that takes place. It's Miss Grove Sanitarium, where there is this trying to understand, Michael, what makes him tick, what is going on there. And again, the movie never, never fully commits one way or the other, but that ending at least in you know in in my eyes would have been a much more satisfactory conclusion to the story than just a traditional you know heroine's uh you know final girl uh slasher you know showdown and then you know ambiguous kind of ending with you know whether he's dead or not uh, the alternate ending i think hits hits home more that that this was a different take on on the legend that this really was a reimagining of the story versus you know a a, a remake because uh, one of the one of the I don't want to say it's a knock but one of the you know the points uh, or, you know, bones of contention if you will uh, is that once the movie goes back to Haddonfield you know, fifteen sixteen years uh, after Michael is is committed. You know, it, it's basically a, a straightforward remake of Halloween. I mean, not necessarily shot for shot in the way that Psycho was necessarily, but you know, same beats, same same points. You know, a lot of the same lines are reused, and it, and it's definitely more of a, of a of a condensed version of John Carpenter's original. And you know, f- for what it's worth, I think there 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 was and and is an interesting story. Um, that that is presented at least in the first half of the movie, which is you know this idea of of, of you know what makes you know someone snap, you know what what creates uh, a, a serial killer, if you know for all for for lack of a better a better phrase, you know Michael Myers, you know you know is is it is he born evil, is he made evil, and and again the movie never really answers that question one way or another, but I think given that this was a it was an attempt to tell something different while still being a remake of John Carpenter's movie or, you know, as Rob Zombie called it, reimagining. It would have been more interesting, I think, to have taken that that question of, you know, you know, you know is it nature, is it nurture, and stretched it out uh, and, see, and just seen how far it could go, especially if it was, you know, with the family element, Laurie and Michael being siblings, still present in the film. Uh, I think that would have been a, a much more interesting thread line than just kind of you know hinting at it and then delving straight into the into a into you know just a 
straightforward slasher and then ultimately remake. But, um, you know, th- those are just kind of my, my first initial thoughts of the movie that I, I think, you know, it's a, it, it's a, again, it's, I, I don't think it is a, a misunderstood uh, classic by, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but I, I do think it, it, I, I praise it from the standpoint that it was different. It did take some risk. Now, you know, there's there's taking risk and then there's taking too many risk, and and we can get into that with with the, with the sequel uh, that came two years after this. But insofar as 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 being a, a reimagining of of the Halloween 1978, uh, Halloween 2007, you know, definitely takes some some creative chances. And you know, again, it, you know, sometimes it hits the mark. Uh, uh, sometimes it, it doesn't. Uh, you know, when it works, and and I'm thinking. A lot of the scenes that take place in the asylum uh, between Loomis and Michael, th- those are the strongest parts of of the film. And I think in many ways, it, the movie might have even worked better had that been the majority of the focus instead of, you know, saying, you know, being the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes of the movie. If that had been, you know, close to the first hour or better, really getting into the idea of, 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 you know, what was Michael's life like in the asylum? When did he stop talking? All of that, I think, it was a it was a lot of of threads to pull at, and and we just sort of just sort of tapped the the surface, if you will, and and you know to to borrow a Halloween metaphor, you know there was there was more pumpkin go, uh, guts to scoop out than uh, th- than we initially did, but you know, like I said, the 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 asylum stuff, I think, is is really strong because. Partly, you know, it's it's very it's very structured in a way. The way the camera shoots the scenes, there's not much movement. Everything is kind of at a standstill. It's a lot of wide shots, uh, very very few close-ups, and it makes it almost feel kind of oppressive and 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 larger than life, and almost as if the asylum of Smith's Grove is just sort of just you know towering over Michael and Loomis, and they're just these little figures, if you will inside this this giant madhouse uh i thought that was really really interesting and kind of on that point you know, malcolm mcdowell as as dr loomis you know i i i stand donald pleasance as dr loomis he is he is the only dr loomis uh you know he 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 created that role he he owns that role uh you know you know to the to this date um but i i appreciate and and respect what Malcolm McDowell did in the context of the story because his version of Loomis works in this world that Rob Zombie created whereas it you know this Loomis in in the 2007 movie would never have worked in the other movies and in many ways I'm not sure that the Donald Pleasant's version would work in this particular world because it's it's again the same character, but the story is is you know the world is different, the setting is different, and you know one of the little fun facts that I I picked up a number of years ago was that uh, Don, uh, Malcolm McDowell never saw and maybe it's changed now, but at least then he had never seen the original Halloween, and so he had no frame of reference. There was no kind of you know awareness of what. Uh, who this character of Loomis was, uh, so he kind of you know went into it and 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 made it his own. And I and I have to 
you know, tip my hat there because, you know, this is his own Loomis. Yes, there are some of the, the familiar lines that Loomis says in the original movie, like, you know, the boogeyman line and him saying, I do believe that was, you know, you know those lines, you recognize them because they're they're iconic. They're from the original uh, franchise. But in so far as it relates to to this uh, to this world, uh, totally different. And again, coming from someone who you know was has never seen Halloween, uh, I I gonna have to appreciate you know that Malcolm McDowell made it his own. And you know, at no point, you know, was never, you know, tr- you know, no, was never, tr- you know, channeling uh, the, the the late great Donald Pleasance. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. And there you have two different takes on an iconic line. Donald Pleasance coming from a place where his his version, his 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 Loomis very much believes Michael Myers is evil incarnate, and Malcolm McDowell's on the opposite end that that very much views Michael Myers as as a, as a man, as as flesh and blood, and, and more of the the boogeyman talk is just kind of just that it's talk uh very very different takes but kind of again you know it's why why in many in many ways why both versions of the characters work in their in their particular stories you know i i again personally i think donald pleasance you know that that is that's loomis that's that's how i i i always see loomis but um i i do i do respect uh and again tip my hat uh to uh to, to Malcolm McDowell um, for for you know a being you know willing to don the trench coat so to speak uh, and 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 be compared to to Donald Pleasance you know he he made it his own his Loomis is is not so much the the monster hunter a la Van Helsing but but more the the concerned uh, observer if you will who just you know has witnessed all of this tragedy unfold and you know maybe is is out to get a book for himself or or get his name in the paper uh you know very very different uh take but but still in the context of the story a valid interpretation uh of of Loomis uh, and again a a reinvention uh if you will so you know kind of on that note the casting of this movie uh or the cast in this movie i i have to say is really on point uh, everybody, everybody plays to their strengths. No one is phoning it in. Again, Malcolm McDowell, when when he was announced, uh, that immediately, you know, heightened my interest in it. Just because you know I knew his 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 uh, his resume, and I knew he would he would have a a kind of a, a, a panache and a, a real uh, you know kind of respect for the legend, if you will, uh, coming into that role. Uh, but but you know, again, he's supported by an outstanding. Uh, cast um, Daniel Harris from from Halloween four and five makes her return to the franchise. I thought that was a great little nod, especially given everyone's uh, love for her character of Jamie from four or five. Um, even though well she isn't in six, but the character is. Uh, I thought it was a really great 
uh, point to bring her back as Annie, uh, Lori's best friend, and and kind of give her 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 proper due with the franchise. Uh, you know, much much respect for Rob Zombie to to Rob Zombie for doing that. Uh, and then of course, you know, the character of, of Lori herself again, much in the same way as Donald Pleasance, uh, big shoes to fill when it comes to Lori Strode, created and and forever associated with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, but Scout Taylor Compton. Again, much much like Malcolm McDowell, I think you know makes Lori her own. You know, again, this is never a moment where there's an homage or or kind of a a bad imper- you know uh, impersonation of Lori. It's her own thing, and I and I, I think that 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 that's why you know despite the flaws that 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 I have with the movie, just in kind of it points the tone and, and kind of the. The, the 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 roughness and the and the, and the grunginess that that is uh that is with it uh the performances do work and it's it's never it's never half baked everything everybody is on point everyone is playing to their strengths and and you know you believe it i mean going back to, to scout taylor compton as laurie strode she's very believable in in that role and 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 she she comes across you know much like you know Jamie Lee Curtis did as somebody in that world again you know when she screams when she cries you know it never feels like oh it's a horror movie over the top corny can scream it it, it feels real it feels natural and and you believe that she's in danger you believe that she's being chased uh by Michael Myers uh again you know really really powerful stuff and Again, never feels forced. Never feels like it's being phoned in. And I think that's that that that's you know that that's where I would say the movie definitely delivers more than 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 it than it misses um, because the performances are are there. There you know no, no one is doing a no one no one's phoning it in. And I think given that this is Halloween, it's not just some random uh, remake of a slasher flick. I think everyone you know paid. The appropriate respect and 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 put in in the in the appropriate care to this to this iconic legend, which of course is Michael Myers and and the Halloween lore uh, that that was definitely felt. Um, but you know, as I indicated at the beginning, you know, the movie is it, it is divisive. It is it is polarizing, and I think part of that is, you know, Rob Zombie, you know, is that kind of a of a filmmaker. You either like his stuff or or you don't. I, I have to say, I'm not a a Rob Zombie fan, uh, but I, I appreciate what he tried to do uh, with this movie, which was to make it his own again, to to pay his 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 nods to the original, but to make Halloween two thousand seven his own his own creation. And again, is it is it perfect? No, by by no means. It is it is not a perfect movie, but it 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 has a few things to say. It it sets up the idea of of how a Michael Myers could be created. You know, again, it it does feel very, if I can put it, grounded uh, in a way. You know, I mean, even the original, even though you know it, there is that sort of believability that oh, it could happen. You know, next door. Um, you know, you, you you do know that you are watching you know, a horror movie. You know, it is it's a it's a monster movie. You know, the the monster gets up at the end and, and disappears. You know, there's that you know terror and suspense. Um, this movie, I never felt the supernatural element or vibe that is often associated with Michael Myers. Uh, th- this this take on the character, 
I felt, I, I, I still do, I feel was more flesh and blood. That, that, that this was someone that could be stopped. This was someone that could be, could be, could be, you know, arrested, whatever. And, you know, again, I, you know, I'd say, you know, I appreciate it. Well, it's a unique, a unique take, but, um, you know, a, you know, it does sort of, you know, take a little bit of the mystery away once, you know, you kind of, you know, see more, you know, see, see clear, more clear that Michael was, you know, just flesh and flesh and blood, um, you know, you know, not to say that that wasn't always apparent in the other movies, but particularly the original, there's, there's more of that mystery of, of, you know, is he, you know, what is he, you know, who is he kind of a thing? Um, uh, and and why I think in the remake it's more of a of a mixed bag in the sense is because it, the story almost tries to have its cake and eat it too if that makes any sense whereas it it sets up the idea that this is a very human Myers that this is you know we, we see where he where he came from we see his family we see that this is a broken home that this is how his, his you know he became the shape how he became the boogeyman. It all feels, you know, like, you know, you're, you're going on this journey. And then, you know, with, with the way that it ends, and, and maybe this is just, again, my, my issue with the ending, I think we've gone through a whole movie where we're, we're sort of, you know, led to see Michael as a flesh and blood character. And then, you know, kind of veers off into regular horror territory where, you know, just sort of, you have to suspend, you know, uh, you know the you know your beliefs so to speak and, and just okay this is you just accept it um whereas again i go back to that that, that original ending uh from earlier i think that that would have tied together more okay that, that this is this is a different take on the legend you know this is a michael that that could be stopped that that it, that could in fact die versus just you know kind of going halfway with saying yeah he's he's all you know flesh and blood and then kind of going in the usual well he's he's still alive or we don't know if he's alive kind of a thing um i i I think you know tonally it might have made more sense to you know to to gone with with what was there um and and, you know again these are probably just you know you know more nitpicks uh than, than 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 you know than not but you know Perhaps you know a, a, another rewrite of the script, or 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 like I mentioned earlier, better exploration, or more exploration of of Michael and Loomis in Smith's Grove might have really enhanced the story. I mean, I, again, I've always felt that there's a a movie, uh, or maybe it's a a, a, a series uh, out there that could be set in in Smith's Groves, a kind of, you know, what was going on over the course of 15 years. Now, I know that kind of, you know, flies in the face of no Michael Myers in the mask, and that's what a lot of people want to see. I mean, if Halloween 3 uh, ultimately proved, people want to see Michael Myers you know, as Michael Myers when they go to a Halloween movie. So I get the argument that, that folks may not want to see something deviate from the from the formula, but I think insofar as this movie was concern given that it was a remake and and a reimagining it might have been more interesting to have taken the time and say you know just you know fleshed out the you know first and second act and really made that the the focus of of smith's grove and and loomis and michael and kind of what was going on in the asylum and then you know again could do the the remake portion of, of 1978 but you know again make it much more condensed even than it already was really kind of 
you know, make the focus, you know, if you want to make it on Michael, make it on Loomis and make it about, about their, about their journey. Um, again, I, I, I think there is an interesting movie somewhere buried <laughs> beneath the leaves, uh, so to speak, that, you know, maybe, maybe with a different, uh, director, a different style, um, or, or, uh, you know, maybe, you know, if there'd been another writer and, you know, something, maybe, maybe things could have been fleshed out more. Maybe things could have been expanded more because I, I do feel that there, there are elements in there, you know, especially with, you know, family and, and, and mental illness and, and, and kind of all those dynamics at play, especially with the brother sister element still present in the story. I think, you know, th- there were bits and pieces. There, there were little, little gems out there that, you know, could have been made into an, into a, into a, a perfect mosaic, if you will, uh, but you know it, it, it's it's kind of a jumbled uh, a jumbled mess. But I mean, you know, for all of that, again, this is just you know me from the uh, from the cheap seats, if you will, um, you know, offering my thoughts uh, and feelings on the movie. You know, for for all you know intents and purposes, the movie was a massive hit, made eighty million dollars at the box office now, until Halloween uh, two thousand eighteen. It was the highest grossing movie in the franchise. So, you know, for, for all of its, of its flaws and all of its problems, the movie did reinvigorate the Halloween franchise. It got people to go back to the movies. It was uh, a massive hit, uh, for, for, it, uh, for the series. And again, made, made it relevant and made it, made it popular again. And, you know, for, 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 for what it is worth, you know, all, all roads, you know, lead to the next thing. And, you know, through, through, you know, bends and twists in the roads, you know, you get to, you get to new, uh, to new places and, and new stories to tell. So I, I, I do appreciate, um, you know, that, that Rob Zombie made it his own. He, he tried to execute his vision, you know, to some, to some success. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's, it, it's a it's an interesting movie. I mean, I think it's fascinating. You know, now that Halloween has has twelve movies, is is essentially you know three different three different timelines, or you know maybe four if you, if you look at it. Um, and you know, it's almost a you know pick your own adventure uh, franchise, which you know, and, you know, I suppose I could be arguing maybe that's not a good thing. But I mean, all in all, I have to say, you know, it 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 does show the strength and the resilience of this series that. You know, you can have so many different visions and so many different takes, and yet, all all through it, Michael Myers has remained the boogeyman and a part of of pop culture, and is is truly that that terrifying thing that goes bump in the night that we're all looking for and thinking about on Halloween, uh, especially uh, <laughs> in my house. Uh, you know, definitely Halloween will be playing uh, nonstop all day on the thirty first. Um, uh, but that that's all that's all fun and games uh with that i think i have i have said uh what uh i i've said what i think uh i i have to say as it relates to halloween 2007 i hope you've enjoyed this uh this first entry the road to halloween ends it begins now and uh i do appreciate you tuning in today uh as i indicated last week the show is now going to be weekly, kind of, you know, keep up with the momentum, keep up with the engagement, make it a weekly show instead of every other two weeks. So uh, I'm uh, 
you know, doing this because, as I said, it's a passion project for the love of movies. Uh, but also, I, again, I just have to give a, a, a thanks and a shout out to you, the listeners, for your continued support and just warm response to this show. Uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you. You can follow me on Twitter. The uh, handle for this show is Phil at the Movies. You can also follow me on my personal account at uh, Phil Cast Movies. Uh, Want to know your thoughts? Are you a fan of Halloween 2007 and Rob Zombie's take on the Halloween legend? Are you excited for Halloween ends? Spoiler alert. I certainly am, but I want to know your thoughts as well. Where does this movie rank for you in the overall uh, ranking, (laughs) if you will, for uh, the Halloween franchise? Uh, I will will reveal mine uh, closer to the end um, of this of this series, uh, I really have to think about where it falls. Uh, I would not put it near. Uh, it's definitely not at the bottom of the list. That that much I can say. But do have to do have to think about it again. Do a couple more uh, rewatches and and then take it from there. But uh, in that uh, in that case, that is all for me today. I will be back next week uh, with another review of. Now, uh, we've done 12, uh, we've done one, so we have 11 more to go. Uh, As I said at the beginning, the road to Halloween ends begins now. Uh, Until next week, guys, uh, stay tuned, stay stay well, be safe, and uh, go check out some movies. There are a lot of great ones playing right now and many more to come in the weeks ahead. Thanks again. You've been listening to Phil at the Movies, a Phil Cast production. All copyrighted material used or referenced in this show belong to the rightful owners and is made possible by the Fair Use Act.